Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A Dadsnet original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. <laughs> This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. It's all about dads getting together, having a chat and talking about dad things and how other things that happen in the world relate to dad things. On the panel today, now we're recording this in the week where the nightclubs have reopened after so-called Freedom Day. Uh, So I thought I'd introduce the panel in terms of the club that they'd be. Now Jack (laughs) would be the mail order craft beer club. Uh, oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. You pay one ninety nine for your first order of five cans, then it's a minimum contract of 12 months where it's £25 a month for about two cans mm. to come through. That's yeah. that's how they work. Typical but, Jack, you know. reels you in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Overpriced. Uh, Brad, because, you know, he's he's quite controversial, he'd be the Bullingdon Club, the uh, oh, club that yeah, uh, Boris so. Johnson and David Cameron were part of. He does have a lot of similarities with them as well, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like burning fivers in front of Trump's faces and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, all the good stuff. <laughs> Classic Brad. Uh, Sparky, I think we'd all agree, is the member of the panel who is most down with the kids. So this is the coolest reference I could come up with. He'd be S-Club. Um, and there ain't no party like an S-Club party, guys, let me tell you. (laughs) Exactly. And I'd be a mint chocolate club, not because I'm anything like it, just because it's a really good chocolate bar. uh, Yeah, I'm quite jealous of that one, to be fair. I'm a fan. I'm a massive fan. And and everyone is now singing that jingle in their head, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Join our club. Join our club. Uh, coming up, we're going to be doing under overrated. Jack is going to be telling us whether stuff that we throw at him is underrated or overrated. We'll look inside the news for the big story of the week, and it's going into space. And then we've got the big question. Normally, we mess around for a bit trying to answer a Dad's Net member's question, but we're going for an actual proper bona fide expert this week. Uh, we had David James answering one last week, which was good. This week, it's about nutrition. We've got the nutritionist and all-round cookery guru for kids, Annabelle Carmel, on the show a little bit later on. But let's start off by doing under overrated. Under over under over under overrated. Under overrated is where Jack this week is going to be in the chair. Jack, are you comfortable in that chair? Very. Okay, Uh, and we throw things at him, we give him subjects, topics, ideas, and he has to tell us whether they're underrated or overrated. Uh, Let's go to Sparky first. Can you give something to Jack? Okay, mate, Um, and you're including this because they have got a vegan range now. (laughs) Greg's. I tell you what, underrated. Yes! Underrated. Yes, I knew you loved Uh, the sneaky Greg's. I was always a massive fan of their sausage rolls. Best sausage roll possibly best high street sausage roll going yeah. and uh, it's quite a specific ranking that <laughs> high street sausage roll not one, does that not include ones that you can buy out of one stop and stuff like that not a Ginsters is oh, that not going yeah no all of them They're Trump's crap. all of that also not an artisan one they we're not talking artisan category. no no I'm not talking like a like a £7.50 you know sausage roll that's basically just a lump of sausage meat with a little, a little bit of pastry it. on the top, you know. <laughs> Often found uh, in coffee shops and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them <laughs> ones, I know. No, I, this this knows its place, you know. High Street Bakery. You, you can't beat Greg's. You can't beat Greg's. What, yeah, man. What, what, yeah. what a revelation to the bakery industry. 
Can I also, you've seen you've uh, been congratulatory of it. I would like to thank Greg's for their breakfast baguette meal deal. I mean, a coffee and a bacon sandwich for three quid. What what more can we ask for, really? (laughs) This episode sponsored by Greg's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it for free sausage rolls. I'd say anything for free sausage rolls. They have upped their coffee game as well. Because I once went, I mean, this is ridiculous, but I went to Greg's for just a coffee once. And it was the most disgusting tepid dishwater that I've ever tasted but it's better now yeah. so well done to Jeff Greggs he's <laughs> got a machine he's got a machine I'm sure they used to just use ne- Nescafe mate out of a big tin like they, like yeah, they Jeff, do proper you know, cafe. you know Jeff Greggs has just gone to space on a giant sausage roll they're all at it at the moment they're all at it well at least it's not a phallic shaped device <laughs> I mean it, it well it depends what yours looks like I don't know <laughs> I, I don't want to know Brad stop standing up and undoing your flies <laughs> Does the top Brad, we come need off to be yours, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard the expression blowing your lid? <laughs> oh, man. Brad, please give Jack something else to go on now. Yes, all right. Uh, pine- Sorry. Oh, he's got a new dog. He does. Oh. Brad's dog cameo on I'll the tell, podcast. I tell you what, sorry, guys. If it's not Shay interrupting us with sp- stacking the dishwasher the, you know, last, last time, <laughs> it's now I've got this guy. What is the podcast equivalent of photo bombing? Because your dog is now podcast bombing. Yeah, uh, um, 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 pod, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even think of one. Come on, guys. Pop bomb. Pop bomb. Yes, perfect. Pop bomb. Very good. Very good. Um, all right, I got one for you. Pineapple on a pizza. Um, even as a vegan, I think that's disgusting. Oh, oh. I am quite I, a fan. <laughs> No, Brad, I'll back you on no. that, mate. I'm all right with it. I just, I love how offensive people find it as well. I just, feel yeah, like- I don't get why. I do people really have a massively strong opinion about it because it seems that they do. Yeah, only that it's disgusting. <laughs> oh well, oh well, that makes more sense. <laughs> Cook it a bit longer, mate. You got to caramelize your pineapple a no, bit on top, and just you're winning. Please don't put fruit on my dinner. Please, please wow. tell me you saw the Italian fan at the final holding a sign saying, stop putting pineapple on pizza. <laughs> like that was his protest at Wembley. And I thought, all right, I'll give you that Italy. One nil. I mean, to look, be fair, look, look, I, don't, I don't want to get beaten up, but maybe I'm Italian. Then, you know? Yeah, but you know what? That, <laughs> wow. You know what? That, that does sound like something that the, um, that the uh, marshmallows might go and protest in London next. <laughs> The marshmallow. Oh, there he goes. The don't, marshmallows. Please don't put marshmallow this, on my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> if, if everyone wants to know, marshmallows is uh, is Brad's version of snowflake. Yes. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. There was uh, something this week where um, you know there was a, a version of Hamlet that was meant to be happening in the West End, and it was like a non-gender, non-race uh, sort of specific. So they had you know kind of women in men's parts and things like that. Okay. And um, they were discussing it on Radio Four because uh, Stephen Burkoff, the actor, has walked out of it. And this uh, it was the Prime Minister's sister, Rachel Johnson, who was going, "Well, you know they say go woke and you'll go broke. Well, it should." Shows that even this wokeness hasn't worked and it's like because the thing is the argument was about a, a a black actress who was saying that she hadn't been represented enough and it's like well no surely then it wasn't woke enough surely you have to go more bro- more woke in order to make the performance and also if anyone knows Stephen Burkoff the reason he walked out is because he's a bit of a tit probably <laughs> there's Jim's analysis of the situation I, I don't I, think that's libelous as well I think he quite revels in the fact that he's Troublesome, I reckon. <laughs> I, I, I heard that um, that he's part of this pizza debate as well, and uh, he walked off because they wouldn't call it pineapple and Hamlet. I, I thought I thought of that joke as soon as you said Hamlet, and I had to wait a really long time to deliver that. <laughs> it was worth it, though. <laughs> like our local pizza place, they wait a long time to deliver it as well. <laughs> zing, zing, zing tonight, boys. <laughs> um, let's go with camping then, Jack. Love it. Underrated. Is it, though? Uh, I mean, it, is it? it? Mm. Apart from the night time. <laughs> but that's I mean that's half of the time it's quite a, it's, that's 50, it's quite a big 50% yeah. Like, yeah I love I love the uh, you know the getting there they're putting up your tent they're having the barbecues the just drinking a ton of beer playing some games I love the evenings having a fire pit I like 
going to bed. That's exciting. I don't like waking up at 2am freezing my tits off. <laughs> and then I don't like waking up at 6am sweating my tits off. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's the problem. My We're going to be going camping at some point this summer, which mm. I hate that, but the other three of my family <laughs> are well up for it and we live in a democracy, apparently. Um, <laughs> You've been but told, it's like, Jim. It's, it's either too hot or too cold, isn't it? And that's the problem with camping. There's no way that it ever gets to the ideal temperature. And when it rains, it just completely wrecks everything because you can't sit around the fire comfortably or chill. It's like rain wrecks camping very, uh, very I've got, quickly. I've got, I've got loads of great memories as a kid, you know, on camping holidays and sitting in the tent while it's raining, uh, you know, just with uh, some yeah. snacks out and playing card games or whatever it is. So I don't mind. Right. One difference now, though... Now you have the responsibility of taking two children camping. Mm. That's got to have dampened it a little bit. Sure, yeah, that like anger, it, right? it's it's like most things in life. I'd, I'd I'd quite like to go back to a time where I uh, wasn't responsible for other people, <laughs> it, in in order to gain full enjoyment from a situation. <laughs> Mate, if you don't think that every day, are you even a parent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's been about eight hours of my day so far. <laughs> oh, well, it's good to be here, boys. It's good to be here. Yeah. Hey, I'm, Sparky, I'm have you got something else for, Sparky, have you got something else for Jack? Yeah, I have. Uh, it might seem a bit left field, but there's a reason why I want to ask this. Um, the movie Forrest Gump. Um, Laugh as like a I mean, box of chocolates. <laughs> it was very highly rated, wasn't yeah. it? So this is a tough one. Yes. Yeah. It's one of those that I don't have a strong opinion on. It's it's a good film, nice film, um, but you're right. Like it's, oh, it's like, do you not think it's a bit as, of a life changer? Like it's got so many good morals in it. And so, I, anyway, I don't it's think it's changed. Okay, right. If we're putting it out there as Forrest Gump as a life changer, overrated. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's not okay. changed my life. Okay. Other, other than being able to throw in the life is like a box of chocolate line every now. But I mean, like, well, that, weren't that, you like two when it came out? I don't even know if I was born. No, the problem no, with that don't, line, don't, don't, don't. If I, if I Google this, then yeah, I, I was going to say. What oh, year was it? I was probably 20. <laughs> the problem with that line, though, about the life is like a box of chocolates because you never know what you're going to get is just not true, though, is it? Because you just read it on the box and you can. Like, that, <laughs> Pick and choose. So life is very much not like a box of chocolate <laughs> yeah. because it doesn't have the contents on the box. It <laughs> okay. wouldn't have made like, as famous a quote. Life is like a bag of rebels. Life is like a bag of rebels. I like about 50%. <laughs> right, and, and there's a reason why I asked you as well, guys. Because would you say that Forrest Gump was more Gen X or Gen Y? Where, where does it, which does it belong to? Remind us which is Gen X and Gen Y. It doesn't matter, guys, because we actually know Forrest Gump belongs to Gen, Gen A. Come on, guys! Oh, oh, I loved it. Your jokes today. Question for that crap joke, guys. <laughs> like, okay, your perseverance underrated. <laughs> well, thanks. I mean, it almost feels worth it. Well, but hold on, though. Hold on. The delivery of the punchline. Did you not hear, Brad? <laughs> No, I did. I'm, I want to know if he thinks it's underrated or underrated, overrated, the delivery. Overrated. Yeah, guys, well, guys, give me a baseline. I, what, what, what's the under-over here? <laughs> I was trying to copy it off a guy off TikTok, right? I was trying to remember it while I was telling it to you. Anyway, guys, that's my joke. I'm hilarious. Throw something else quick at Jack Jim. Go on, Brad. Brad, Brad, let's <laughs> All right, cool. I'm not sure if we've done this before. Male nipples. <laughs> no, I don't know if we have, but... There's only one answer. Ah. Uh, Right. Okay, cool. so so cool. logic would dictate that you say overrated, but has anyone if you sit, ever if you said sit backwards on a toilet? It's different. <laughs> no, saying they're overrated would imply that someone at some point has said male nipples are great, and I've never yeah. heard that. I've never had that in a conversation. Uh, but surely okay. to be underrated, I mean, ever like suggest they've got some kind of use then. <laughs> No, not a use. I wouldn't. <laughs> and this, this is why this is a tricky one to answer. Um, yeah, 
underrated. <laughs> underrated. I'm going underrated. I, right. I love the amount of considered thought that went into that. What would this podcast be if we didn't think about these answers? Yeah, no, good enough. No. I'm going underrated yeah. because if we didn't have nipples as males, our chest would look weird. <laughs> it's so funny that you brought up nipples as well because this week Jackson, my son, has become obsessed with like he just keeps pointing out my nipple there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, and I keep going. Well, you've got one too, and I try and show him his, and he really just looks at his like it's pathetic, and then yeah. looks at mine. Mate, when my kids discovered nipples, right? They were, yeah, they were pointing at my nipples, my nipples, my nipples. You know this great big f***ing mole I've got on the top of my head? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jake, kids. nipple, nipple. Oh, what's that on your head? Nipple. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've got to love kids, man. You've got to love kids. You, you prick, mate. You prick. <laughs> You're going to bed early now. <laughs> Genius, dude. <laughs> this is Loose Dads from Dad's net. We're going to be looking inside the news very soon as we, I think we all need to calm down from what was a very philosophical conversation on under overrated. Very, very philosophical. Then I called my son a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Again, parenting. <laughs> This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. My name is Jim. I've got Sparky, I've got Brad, and I've got Jack as well. And if you want to keep in contact with us at any point, you know, throughout the week, whatever you're doing, then get in contact through the Loose Dads podcast Facebook group. So just search Loose Dads podcast. At the moment, it's mainly pictures of different styles of Crocs. (laughs) Sparky's obsession with Crocs. We don't mind if you want to broaden that scope a little bit. That's absolutely fine. It's a very photographic shoe, that. Uh, (laughs) Also, also, Rob did post a picture of himself trying the uh, backwards yeah. on the toilet week, oh, which I greatly yeah, appreciate. That was top content. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. that. A couple of weeks ago, Jack uh, suggested we all try and sit backwards on the toilet just for a wee. And no one really still knows why he did that. <laughs> but there you go. So you don't sit on your balls, especially in this hot weather. Especially in this hot weather. They're loose, you know. <laughs> They're dangling as far away from you as they can. Let's not get back into this because I still don't think it makes much sense. But anyway, moving on. Let's look inside the news. So inside the news today, um, it is the competition to find out which billionaire has the largest penis and (laughs) get into space first and go the furthest in space or whatever. Uh, The day that we're recording this, Jeff Bezos, the Amazon bloke, he went up to space in Blue Origin or whatever it was called, his private spaceship. Blue Um, Organ. Uh, well, it might as well have been. Yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Viagra. <laughs> as long as it wasn't got... Blue Waffle, guys. As long as it wasn't Blue oh. Waffle. But you know, when he got back, what he did, one of the first things he did was go, oh, thanks, Amazon customers. Yeah. Cheers for that. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 yeah, brilliant. Look. This was I my reckon this. I have funded a fair bit of that trip, though, to be fair to you. <laughs> I'd like to thank my clients as well for my forthcoming stay in a static caravan, caravan in Finngard. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same. Uh, so we went up there with a couple of people. Someone There was someone who paid and then didn't want to go, even though the date was set. They <laughs> had a scheduling error like so i love the fact that someone had paid 20 million quid to go up there with jeff bezos and then looked in the diary and just went oh it's golf with dan (laughs) (laughs) can't get out of that wait so who Um, took that place because there were four people up there there was there was jeff there was his brother yeah there was an old woman and there was what uh, what was her name wally wally funk Wally Funk, Wally what a Funk. great name! What Who's a name. been into space ship all her life? Or I think she was meant to go. Into, she did the training to go into space, didn't she? And then she never got to go, so she's right, been okay, now. Right, right. And it was and a the, Dutch eighteen-year-old called Oliver Damon. Right. So, which one of them got the free ride? Because, because I'm assuming it was his brother. But then, how's well, that eighteen-year-old paying for it? Uh, maybe, like I've got student loans. Yeah, 18-year-old's probably got a TikTok with 10 million followers. That's enough to go to space. That's enough. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> no, fair enough. I mean, maybe is there like a loyalty scheme on Amazon that I've not noticed at all? I don't know. <laughs> That'd be quite the reward, though, wouldn't it? As you say, obviously Jeff didn't pay for his own ticket because uh, we all did that. Yeah, and another thing that I enjoyed about it was uh, when he said that um, it felt so normal in zero gravity, but he can now vouch for the Earth's fragility. We're damaging it, he said, adding that being able to see the planet's atmosphere for himself is very profound. And do you know what's even more damaging for the Earth's atmosphere? (laughs) Going up into space in a massive bloody rocket. Rocket. All that rocket fuel. Um, But, you know... I mean, you can be a massive hypocrite when you're the world's richest person. Jim, give him a break, man. He was dressed in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat like any cool American would go to space. Yeah, but, he's not, like he's, he, but he's not cool. No, I, I'm, he's, a, not, he's a cowboy twat. The sarcastic tone yeah, yeah, in my voice, yeah. Brad. No, so <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, dude. I'm afraid it's the crackle on your mic. I can barely hear you. <laughs> there's, um, there's something about that, though. You know, when you know, if you just even if you go out to meet your mates or if you're going out to do something a bit different, you have to think for ages about what you're going to wear. <laughs> what do you choose to wear when you go into space? That's, That's it. A- Big choice. Cowboy hat was the wrong choice. Uh, (laughs) It really was. I mean, if you don't want to be stereotyped, guys, you kind of got to think about these things. It's a bit like, you know, when you go to your prom and there's that photo that lives forever of you in that suit from the charity shop and (laughs) the god awful hair you had when you were 16. Yeah, he's got that now forever that? every time he looks back <laughs> at those pictures whenever it comes up on his Facebook memories <laughs> he's like oh why did I wear the f- cowboy hat I forgot I went into space three years ago <laughs> oh yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> um, right have you got a story Jack what have you got to bring to the table yeah uh, so you know how they say behind uh, every every great man is a great woman Woman rolling her eyes (laughs) yeah (laughs) behind every every great man is a great woman turns out that also applies to fluff top toss pots um Uh, uh, yeah no i had to practice that phrase (laughs) 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 bit of a tongue twister (laughs) try and say fluff top toss pots three times quickly (laughs) uh so Dominic Cummings has been doing, you know, he's been doing the rounds ever since he's gone, hasn't he? Letting out little little trade secrets of Boris's. And uh, he's just done this interview with Laura Koonsberg from the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's there's all sorts of stuff in it, like saying that the PM blocked lockdown in the autumn because it was only the over 80s who were dying. Um, and, oh God, what else is in there? loads of stuff loads of stuff he was he was yeah he, he was just being Boris Johnson you know and stuff about how when he uh, first got into power they were they were all planning on ousting him you know pretty quickly because he didn't have a plan now it turns out one thing that really caught my eye from this interview was that Carrie Simmons now Johnson um, was basically behind the scenes as soon as he got to got into number 10 she was going oh well do we really want Dominic Cummings uh, you know making all these key decisions shouldn't it really be me (laughs) and it sounds like sounds like she was bureaucrats doing it yeah sounds like she was pissed off that she didn't have more say in the running of the country as his girlfriend and so you know what this sounds like is that part of that division that led to Cummings resigning or, you know, being pushed out was Carrie Simmons wanting to put her own choices into cabinet. But isn't that everyone's wife though? Like whatever job you do, <laughs> well, yeah, your wife sort of like your partner's got an input. I mean, I just, I, I've said it before, <laughs> SJ comes up with some of the best things for under overrated. You know, she wants in on this podcast, guys. Uh, uh, I, my, my wife gives I, me some of the best advice on invoicing clients I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> can I put forward my own uh, crackpot conspiracy theory about this whole Dominic Cummings thing? Go on. Go on. Right. Oh, hold on. So, so someone else is bringing in conspiracies besides yeah. me for a yeah, yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> Can you play the Brad role? Thank Ed, you, Jim. I'm, the uh, snazzy music underneath Jim, please. Can you yes, get it in? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's get it in. I think Cummings and Johnson are still working together, right, on this. Because a lot <laughs> to make of the revelation... Johnson look like a twat. <laughs> no, because to his... Like, people who think Johnson's a twat... Well, sorry, people who know Johnson's a twat <laughs> will always think that, okay? 
but a lot of the stuff he says is sort of playing into that thing that his target audience might like to hear. So the kind of the old, oh, the old ball and chain right there, that's the kind of cliche thing. They go, oh, old Boris, he's getting, getting grief from the missus. Yeah. Oh, aren't we all getting grief from the missus? <laughs> and then there's the, the stuff about, you know, him looking, being a bit silly. And then there's all the stuff, the Matt Hancock stuff played out well for him because then the, somehow something leaked about Matt Hancock. And it's like, oh, Boris was right to call him a fucking idiot or whatever it was that he called him. <laughs> and there's a lot of these things that Cummings is coming out with that actually, if you are of a certain way and you are the target audience mm. of Boris Johnson, you probably think, oh, he's an all right bloke, isn't he? The rest of us are all horrified. The rest of us all go, this is the man vaguely in control, him or some members of his family or whatever, in control of the country. But for actually, for his sort of, I think it's like a dog whistle to go, he's he's, he's all right, yeah, he's a bit reckless. You know, he didn't want to do the lockdown. <clears throat> because, you know, the sensible people go, we should have had that lockdown. Mm. But a lot of people, he wants to vote for him. And the people go, no, let's let them all die. Oh, Boris <laughs> yeah. thinks it's brilliant. Yeah, it's just what old you, people. Yeah, well, you know, you know what, Jim, I'm going to back mm. you up on this conspiracy 1 million percent because I think what we're also failing to um, bring out is the fact that a Johnson is the nickname for a penis <laughs> and Cummings is, well, pretty self-explanatory. So together, they, they are a unit, right? <laughs> There's no Cummings without Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's the new so, slogan. That's the new this, slogan. This goes deep. Yeah. This goes deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I've heard. You see, I, you know, I, I would like to believe a lot of the things Dominic Cummings says about Boris Johnson, but I wouldn't believe him if he told me absolutely anything. Uh, if he told it. me I was the most handsome man in West Yorkshire, which is provable <laughs> and absolutely true, I yeah. wouldn't believe I've it. I've seen some of the blokes in West Yorkshire. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I actually I think there might be something to what you're saying, Jim, because the other thing we have to remember is what a genius Cummings is with public relations and PR and spin you know this is the man who orchestrated vote leave uh, who orchestrated a Boris Johnson romp to victory uh, in the general election like this man knows what he's doing so this is the I man think, behind I the think, bus, the I NHS probably, bus. He yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and he was talking about that in the interview wasn't yes, he? he was, he was talking was, about yeah. that and said and Laura Coonsberg put it to him well that figure's not true. The figure wasn't true because that's not what we send to the EU and that's not the deficit that there is every uh, every week or whatever. And he still was weaseling out of that, talking about, well, it's true, but it needed more context. And it's like, well, oh, come on. Didn't he say and it was a trap? With, I, I, I don't know. I might have been shouting it with disgust <laughs> at the screen at that point. But there was the point where he was also talking, they were talking about um, the thing that Vote Leave did about Turkey joining the EU. And that was a, a sort of real dog whistle thing going, Turkey's going to join the EU. They've got a border with Iraq. There's lots of refugees. Oh, they'll be able to get into the EU. Well, I mean, we're still not in Schengen, so, you know, that wouldn't have mattered anyway. <laughs> and also Turkey will never be in the EU because even though they've asked to be in the EU and the EU has to go, okay, let's start the preparations. Greece would always go, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no do, do, do you know what the spokesman for, for Turkey said? What? Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, that was bad. <laughs> right, right, that, was, hey, that, that was worse than my Forrest Gump one. I'd just yeah. like to say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but at least I got there like really quickly. <laughs> but do you, know what the, uh, do you know what the spokesman for Greece said? Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, tell me more, tell me more. Oh, my God. Yes, let's do this, guys. Let's do it. Sparky, do you rapidly trying to think of another one? I just wanted to talk about the commitment, uh, the young people. Like, it was so called Freedom Day on Monday. And I just, I, I just saw people on my Facebook, like, I've got a couple of DJ mates and stuff who were doing DJ nights, which which were on and started at one minute past 12 on Freeman Day. And I just, I just honestly want to ask you guys, like if you were at uni now, I know you're all sensible grown men, but if you were 18, would you have gone out Sunday night into Monday morning? No. No. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> really? <laughs> Mate, well, I, I hated okay. clubbing at 18. I hate clubbing now. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't okay. have gone anyway. Fair, fair. But I just, I just felt like, I feel it's really easy to have real strong opinions about it. But I, there was an 18-year-old, there was a girl who was 18 last year. Um, and obviously because of all the restrictions, she's not been able to be an 18 year old. And then, um, now it's going to be closer to her 20th birthday, but her first time in a club. And I just thought, actually, yeah, those years of my life, I was really reckless and I really didn't care. And I, mm. I, I would, I would have been out. I, I absolutely would have been out. So, and I just think, I think people should remember that when they're getting wound up at, at, at the youth because. I just think that I just you know I just it's also it's a difficult situation because you do not know how I'd have reacted you know 10 years ago to a pandemic let alone mm-hmm. yeah. however many years ago 18 was by 24 years ago so yeah I mean I just can't even remember 24 years ago you know what I was doing and where I was <laughs> well, you were only, what you were 40 then Jim weren't you That's yeah thank you. <laughs> but no, I just like it is it's like I've been real serious I'm like I can't believe they're opening it I can't believe all of that but I just thought, and as well, if, if the government's telling you it's safe to do so, it, like, it's absolutely not illegal Ex- what you're doing. Except they weren't telling you it was safe to do so, because within a few hours on Monday, <laughs> Boris Johnson was going, oh, the continuing issue and uh, problems with nightclubs. It's like, they only opened about 12 hours ago. Yeah. Come on. It's just... I tell you, I, I, I tell you what, though, like I, I said that to my dad today is... Um, we, we went out for lunch and the venue and all the patrons and everyone, you'd swear that COVID was never a thing. Like not a single soul wow. <laughs> had a mask on. And it felt a little bit weird at that point because you're like, hold on. <laughs> Brad, are you having a wee? <laughs> hold on, which way is Jack facing? <laughs> I do apologise, guys. This is very unprofessional. If it's not shade, packing the dishwashers, the puppy barking, it's now my son, my eldest, washing his hands. Hey, I get, well, I get I mean, that's a good safe, thing, yeah. right? Sorry, and they're shouting at me. He hey, peed, so he's cleaning up his pee. Um, anyway, he peed in the uh, kitchen. Yeah, because we're sitting in the kitchen, dude. <laughs> The dog pee, Jack. Oh, the dog pee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's not your house, mate, where the kids come in and do shit mid-meeting. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right, Brad, uh, Jack's kid walked in whilst he was on a Zoom meeting, did his shit. Just did a like, shit on the floor, yeah. Yeah, did a right shit on there. the rug, yeah. There you go. Just okay. right in the right on the rug in the middle of my study, yeah. And if if that had been on BBC News, you'd have gone viral for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you weren't. Wasn't even recording this podcast. Yeah, Brad, what's your story? All right, so you guys need to decide on whether or not you think this is true or not. But a man finds out that his son is actually his uncle after he finds out that his girlfriend has been having an affair with his granddad. <laughs> uh, TikTok, TikTok user Stacks1400 made the devastating realization after discovering his girlfriend, the mother of his child, had been having an affair with his very own grandfather while they were living with him. How would <laughs> you guys I think feel? You, you, you're going to have to go through this slowly. This yes. is. Yeah. The TikTok user bit makes me think, mm, is it true? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so um, he says, uh, f- so he went to TikTok and said, uh, found out my son was really my uncle. He said in a clip shared to TikTok, my granddad was effing my girl the whole time we were staying with him. Um, and there's not really much else to the story other than this guy's <laughs> devastated to find out that, that his son is actually now his uncle. <laughs> See, the thing is, Brad, um, Brad, me and Sparky are horrified by this. Jack's in Norfolk going, yep, that's regular around these the parts. <laughs> playing fast and loose with the family tree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, at least, though, at least he knows when he next goes into a card shop, he can go to the right section. Instead of going to son, you just go, our oh, uncle sorted, fine. I bet uncle cards are cheaper because you, you, know, you, don't, you don't send as many cards to your uncle as you do to your son, do you? No, I don't. Ever since he died from a heart attack four years ago, I don't. Oh, dear. 
So, you know, Annabelle Carmel spent to be on the show. (laughs) I've got an idea. She's just rung up. Her agent's rung up. She's telling you just to stick it. (laughs) This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. On the way, we have got Annabelle Carmel. She is the guru of children's food. And she is going to be answering a question on the big question from a Dadsnet member. That's coming up very soon on Loose Dads. I think we all need to go and just relax a little bit after another (laughs) hectic part of this show. He's got to us. This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. Keep in contact with us through the Facebook group, which is the Loose Dads podcast Facebook group. Search for it on your app and you will find us and have a chat with us. Ask us questions, including a question for the big question of the week. That's what we do. And we're about to do it now with a very special guest. The big question of the week. Uh, the big question of the week is where we get a question from a Dadsnet member today. It comes from George on the Dadsnet group. He says, help, please. I feel like I make the same three or four dishes for my 18-month-old. What can I do to expand my, expand my menu at home? Now, we could bumble around and answer this question ourselves, or we could go right to the top, to the doyen of dinners, to Annabelle Carmel. And that's who we've got right here to give you the answer. How are you doing, Annabelle? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So, yes, this is very common. And the thing is, when we find something that a fancy child likes, we make it over and over again. And mm. then they just think that's the only food they need to eat. And anything else you offer them is a no. And the yes. trouble is that the more you give them only a few different foods, the more extremely fussy they become. And they become totally antisocial. You can't take them to anyone's house because they're not making the same food that you make at home. So the thing is, you just show them all of those foods have just gone in the bin. Just show them going in the bin and there aren't any more of those foods anymore in the house. And you know what? It's not such a bad idea if they might have to miss a meal because they're ultra fussy and they won't eat anything else. Because it's quite obviously common sense. But a hungry child is a less fussy child. You have to break that pattern mm. and you have to like make them understand that there are other foods out there that are actually really tasty and really nice. And I think eating as a family and eating together and showing the child that you're eating the same thing as them is really important. And a lot of times I think parents are like, the child's eating on their own and no one likes that, do they, to be honest? We don't like mm-hmm. eating on our own. And the thing is, if they like something like um, a chicken nugget, fair enough, you can make your own healthy chicken nuggets. So I make them with crushed rice krispies and parmesan coating and they're delicious. We can make your own pizza with like pita bread or a half toasted muffin. So you can make healthy junk food if your child's stuck on junk food. And the other thing is like all of these like packaged snacks that toddlers have and there's a proliferation of them in the supermarket they contain absolutely no nutrients if they say they contain carrot you look on the back it's like 0.03 percent carrot i mean why not eat a carrot you know what it would be much better i'm like they don't need those foods they are nothing but puffed up watsits without the salt and they say no junk but let's have a look and what actually is in them not a lot so if you're going to give snacks i think it's a really good idea to make maybe a shelf in your in your in your like fridge where you've cut up fruit or you've cut up vegetables you've got like little batons of cheese it takes you no time in the morning to do that and you know what children are like they're absolutely like gotta have it now you can just go to your fridge get it give it to your child it could be like a roasted you know sweet potato wedge or something you've stuck in the oven and roasted it tastes delicious but have some healthy snacks available because healthy snacks are often a big part of their diet and sometimes they eat more at snack time than they do during their actual meal and that doesn't really really matter in some ways it's the overall nutrition they're getting during the day that matters you know that they are like they're creatures of like they're making up their minds what they want to eat and they can be very very stubborn and sometimes the best thing is like okay so at 11 o'clock you want to eat that fine as long as you're eating something healthy but don't give them at 11 o'clock an empty calorie snack and then expect them to eat something at one o'clock that's healthy rather give them the 11 o'clock healthy snack that's the temptation, isn't it? The temptation is to just go, oh my goodness, they're hungry, right? How are we going to see them through till lunchtime? Here you go, just eat this. And then obviously... And then you've ruined it yeah. for your lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. your own worst enemy. <laughs> so yeah, snacks are a big part of the actual overall diet. Make sure your snacks are healthy and think of them as part of their nutrition, part of their meal and plan them in the morning. The only problem is if there was some roast sweet potato and some sticks of cheese and stuff in the fridge, 
I'd probably be tempted to snack on them myself. So I don't know if <laughs> don't make double the amount. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I always think you don't eat it yourself, neither will your child want to eat it either. And that's why I think sometimes you buy these like um, long life um, meals for like a one year old or 18 month old, which are in fact older than your child by the time your child gets to eat it. Oh. <laughs> why would you do that? You won't eat stuff like that. We don't eat something that has a shelf life of 18 months. So why give it to yeah. your child? I don't understand it. Like in the baby aisle, there is no refrigerator and no freezer and everything is long life yeah they should be eating the best quality food it makes no sense to me whatsoever it's very strange isn't it yeah it's, well, it's, it's, it's funny though like um I, I I I mean the advice that you've just given there is, is so poignant and that's something I need to start considering with my eldest because my youngest he eats brilliantly I mean he, like avocado is one of his favorite you know um, food groups and like apples he's he's great my eldest is exactly what you've said he's stuck on the beige diet yes and that and that and and that's what we need to break is that and we have tried before but maybe not stuck to it the uh well you got something healthy to eat if you don't want to eat you're unfortunately going to miss a meal but maybe come back and we can readdress this when you're feeling up to giving it a try yeah it's not the end of the world missing a meal i mean our best-selling ready meal in supermarkets for one-year-olds is chicken tikka masala now, when I brought out chicken tikka masala, everybody thought I was completely mad because, you know, it was like spaghetti bolognese and everyone does the same thing in children's meals. And I thought, what about a curry? Because after all, you can't add salt. So yeah. nothing will taste that great. But curry has a lot of flavor. So why not give them a curry? And they love curry. And you'd be surprised. They're much more sophisticated than you think. They love quesadillas. When a lot of people wouldn't think of putting something inside a quesadilla. But you could put a chicken dish, like chicken, tomatoes, onions, and cheese. They wouldn't touch it if you put it on a plate. You stick it inside a quesadilla and you flip it over and you cut it into like little wedges and they love it. Yeah. So it's just like, it's psychological, isn't it? To be honest, what does it look like? And then I'll think if I like the look of it, I might try it. Try Otherwise I'm going to say I don't like it. Because I get that a lot is that my two will try things as long as they don't think there's anything in there that they don't think they like, if you follow what yes, I mean. Yeah. Because right. they'll, they'll don't mean you go, I don't like onion. And you just think, well, you have onion in loads of yeah. things that yeah. you eat, but you just don't true. notice it. Yeah. This is true. I mean, I know people who've called uh, fish chicken. No. Right. <laughs> 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 you have to do it. I know it's really bad, but you know you have to get there sometimes, and you just have to. This little white lie, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, uh, props, props to your recipes. Like one of my kids' favorite, and and we still do it now, even though I know that the the portion is is we kind of add extra a little bit of rice and, and peas and corn, sweet corn to it, but is your chicken pie. And oh, I think it's only meant- yummy. Oh my yeah, God. I, I, oh, uh, you know what? That is my, my eldest, that's his breakaway from beige. Um, so we'll, we'll make that for like a, a portion for him and then we'll add some like rice and some, some extra veg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah uh, I, I mean, and he's, he's almost 10. <laughs> yeah, but what I do is instead of like, you know how chicken and potato pie or fish pie or cottage pie, you put a dollop on a plate and it kind of yeah. ends up upside down and the potatoes on the bottom and it doesn't look great. It looks like some yeah. spot. Children don't like that. If you put it into a ramekin and you give them their individual portion of chicken potato pie, it all looks pretty on the top. They'll eat that. That's how you make it. Also, like, you know, if you put peas in a fish pie, oh, yuck, I don't like peas. You've alienated half the children already. So mm. just put the peas on the side. Same yeah. with jelly. Sometimes they'll eat jelly, but you put fruit in it. No, I don't want that. You put the fruit on the side and the jelly, they'll eat both. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you just have to pander to their little ways. But they do grab them. <laughs> Annabelle, I've got so much respect for you because, you know, um, a lot of us, as, as our kids get older, we have to think less and less about this kind of psychology of the very young children. But because that's your job, you've had to do that for years, constantly yeah. Yeah, second guess small children. Well, I, I'm very thankful to my children for all being incredibly fussy and very obstinate. <laughs> Great time. test subjects. Had they been good eaters, I would not have had a career, let's not to be honest about it. You know, now they're such good eaters and they love the most strange foods and it's brilliant and it's because I gave them so many different foods when they were young and you are establishing their eating habits from the very very early stages and if they're brought up on cocoa pops and chicken nuggets and pizza they're not suddenly going to become good eaters it doesn't happen yeah. that way and mm -hmm. also teaching them to cook my new book coming out in September is all about 
kids cooking. And it's not just like cupcakes. Yes, it does have some cupcakes in it, but it's about making a curry, making hidden vegetables, made of bolognese, cooking eggs, how to make scrambled eggs, poached eggs. Kids can operate these really complicated computer games. They don't know how to make a piece of toast. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> what, what age do you recommend then starting them on cooking? Because I, what I basically want to know is when my daughter can make yeah. me a cup of tea. So I'm I, a horribly mean, mean mother because I got them in the kitchen at three. Oh, wow. Because they nice. Per- perfectly able to like mix things together, roll out dough, stir things. And by the age of four or five, they were making our supper on a Friday. And every Friday they cooked for us. I mean, it was mayhem in the kitchen and I had to do the chopping because they didn't do that. But they learned, they learned so much about food and they became better eaters when they made things themselves. They almost, it was hurt their pride if they didn't eat what they'd made. And, yeah. and every week we made something different. And now they're all quite good cooks. Ah, that's it's, great. It's, but they it's, it's, it's part of the adult world. And when they're learning about, you know, cooking, they're learning about time. So learning about maths, they're learning about weighing. That's maths yeah. as well. They can learn a bit about geography, where food comes from. Plus, they're enjoying it. They're thinking, this is fun. This is not a math lesson. This is time with mummy doing something that I want to do, like eating the ingredients before we actually put them into the cake and stuff like that. You know, but it's lovely. It's a bonding with children to learn to cook. Um, so, uh, we've talked quite a lot about um, children's attitudes to food and, and and weight particularly and things like that. And I think probably cooking with children is a great way of showing them what goes into their food and learning together about, I guess, the nutrients and why they need certain parts of food. Is that something that you explore as well? Yes, I do. I think it's where food comes from. It's, I mean, most people don't know how rice grows in that adults and like why do chicken lay eggs every day why we don't actually know that ourselves (laughs) so the next book i'm writing is about where food comes from and recipes using that food like it's a fascinating thing where food comes from like where does honey come from you know what is what is pasta made out of and i think children find it absolutely fascinating chocolate I mean, chocolate is incredible, like cocoa beans. How did anybody ever invent chocolate? (laughs) And it's such a fascinating subject. And and children can learn so much through their food. And you can teach them through food many, many things. I said mass geography, all time, lots of things. So I think it's a, yeah, it's it's a big part of life. But if we didn't have food, can you imagine how boring life would be? I, I think it would be Not pretty pretty short-lived as well. Midnight snack. What were we doing days at times? It would be so boring. But yeah, food is like, everyone gets excited about food, let's be honest. I did wonder this, all right, Annabelle. It, you know, sometimes you're a human being. You must want to shove a packet of crisps in your throat. Surely, do you have to hide Do you have to hide away because of your no, reputation? because I think that that's life. You know, I quite like chicken nuggets sometimes from McDonald's. You know, if I, if my daughter like wants to have one, so I'll have someone too, and chips, and it's great. I just hope nobody's watching or taking photographs. <laughs> <laughs> a bad food it's about the balance of food that you have you know if i make a cake i'm going to put sugar and butter and things into it because kids don't want cakes like made of wholemeal flour and they're heavy it's kind of a waste of time making them because they won't really eat them they don't like it so i think we can make food that's actually delicious but also healthy and that's what i do i mean i'm not I'm not overtly healthy. I'm not like, oh, you've got to have only wholemeal flour, wholemeal pasta. Because actually, young children need less fiber in their diet than we do. So it's absolutely fine to have some white bread and white pasta. And they don't need as much fiber because that will deplete their body of important nutrients like iron. So actually, an adult good diet isn't the same as a child's good diet because actually they need more fat than we do. So cheese and butter are okay for them. And white bread occasionally is fine as well. And white pasta is fine too. Otherwise, they're going to have too much fiber and they've got tiny tummies. Jim, I don't know if you feel the same. My whole takeaway on this is if we could stick ourselves in the matrix and plug our brains into yours, Annabelle, and just if you wouldn't mind just transferring all this uh, knowledge over to us, (laughs) because... um, there's so much I'm learning in this brief conversation that I'm hoping I can actually use to, to start changing the habits of my eldest eating uh, I think style. Just, just use some, just try some of my recipes. First of all, it's so yeah. simple to make and they don't use any ingredients you can't buy in a normal supermarket. They're not weird things at all. Yeah. And they're food that the whole family will enjoy. And my complete baby toddler meal plan, the new book that's come out, 30th anniversary edition, I've got my son back living with me because he had COVID and he came back to be looked after. Now he hasn't moved out for five months. <laughs> <laughs> but his favorite meal is from the complete baby toddler meal plan. 
is my minute steaks with sauteed potatoes and red onion gravy. And it comes from a baby and toddler cookbook. And that's the funny thing, like, everyone uses this book, but then they find meals in this book and recipes in this book that they use, like, for 15, 20 years. (laughs) Because there's no reason why baby and toddler food can't be delicious. It can be, and the whole family can enjoy eating it. And I guess in a way that's the the point. That's the point, isn't it? That they should be eating food that isn't just an afterthought. If they can eat food that you eat, then you eat food that they eat, I guess. Exactly. And that's what we do at home. Why we eat food on the baby and toddler cookbook. (laughs) 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 Has has anyone ever um, mentioned, because I think think sometimes this also may affect the way in which my eldest um, sees food is because he has color vision deficiency. So he, he doesn't see certain colors. And for him, um, we've used like an app that would kind of simulate what he sees things as. And like, oh, okay. tom- like tomatoes actually looks grimy and like a brownie. Like it, so like there's certain food groups that actually really, when you look at it through this lens, don't look appealing at all. Um, like, so he has a form of color blindness. Yeah, so like peanut butter for, the, for him looks green rather than brown. So if he's going to put socks on, he doesn't know whether they're matching. Oh, that's why we only go for one color. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, only buys black socks. So he also has color, but otherwise he'd, he'd be wearing mismatching socks. That's, that's, it's funny, men, men suffer from color blindness more than women do. Yeah. It's yeah. quite strange. So you'll ask me, does, is this top red or blue or black? Well, it's, it's not, it's, he, he, sees, he sees certain, so like he can tell what's red, but only certain, I guess, types of red because then yeah. some reds might look more purple yes. or they might look more blue so there's certain t- color tones that well, this is that... good because then you won't know when vegetables are green which is yeah. perfect you should use it to your advantage yeah. <laughs> it's funny that i used to do this double double sort of trick which is i blend some of the vegetables in tomato sauce when my children got very candy and they thought they might be blended then i'd leave a few bigger bits so they pick out the bigger bits and then they would obviously not think that any of the others were still in there blended it was a double whammy trick that is (laughs) one of the most genius things i've ever heard (laughs) but i was sure that they got out what they didn't want to eat what they didn't realize was i put them in at the end (laughs) ah brain ninja them nice (laughs) i mean I think we've we've all learned something. We've all yeah. learned something, and I thought I'd already learned something, but the the learning has just taken up a notch. There is that's um, that is, they're smart. That's they're a, very smart children that you can't nim- can't get things past them. Invisible <laughs> onions. They can see invisible onions a mile away. But you ask them to find your shoe. They can't find your shoe. Yes, yeah, that is so true. Are they standing right next to the shoe? <laughs> George on the Dad's Net group has got one of the fullest, most. I mean, there are. There's no one more expert than you at this sort of thing, is there? So I think we've gone right to the top here. This yep. is. Um, I love it. <laughs> I think we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to retire this feature now because we can't top this. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> uh, Annabelle, that's great. Thank you so much for for spending. Really lovely chatting to you. Really oh, appreciate it. Brilliant you. chatting to you and you. So thank you very much to Annabelle Carmel. We are the Loose Dads. I am Jim. There's Brad. Brad. Hello. Thank, thank you and goodbye. <laughs> Thank you to Sparky. Thanks, boys. Thank you to Jack. Cheers, guys. It's been good. We are on all of the places you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us, follow us, subscribe to us, everything that you can do. Leave us reviews, leave us comments, and also just make sure you share this show with someone else so that they can enjoy the weird random nonsense that goes on <laughs> on this show. We're back next week. Thank you very much for listening to Loose Dads. Loose Dads. A Dad's Net original podcast. <laughs>